0: Good day, everyone. My name is Angel Dialwis. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access. Full details of our business management courses can be found in ultimateaccess.net. Good day to you, Brian. It's great to have you in our podcast today, all the way from India. And uh, Brian has a really special background. So, I will let Brian introduce himself to all of us today. Over to you, Brian. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Anju. Uh, good morning. Uh, so that's really good to uh, have an introduction from you and everybody. And uh, thank you very much for the welcome. Warm welcome. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Brian Brian Kutikart, and uh, I work for Coin DCX. And uh, yeah, from a background perspective, um, I have my academic background is like. I've done my MBA uh, and plus I've done my master in business law from national law school. And uh, from the company's perspective, uh, I've been working into the fin- finance and the technological pace from quite uh, quite some point of time and also working across a lot of different startups. So being Paytm, Razorpay. And uh, so Razorpay is just like Stripe uh, Payments Gateway. So and even like uh, OyoRooms.com plus like uh, Paytm and uh, India Forex and now being DCX. So all the companies are into the technological aspects and uh, major, major of the aspects are working around to the finance part.
0: Okay, fantastic. It's really interesting to uh, see a lawyer who's gone into uh, becoming a techie, uh, like me in the finance sector, got into the techie space a long time ago. So it's it's a really interesting mix, isn't it, Brian? Because uh, it is very much, you know, the lawyers are required because all this is related to finance. And of course, the finance professionals, as well as the lawyers, the law profession needs to come together. What, What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, definitely. So crypto being uh, crypto and blockchain being such a highly regulated space space across the globe. So not only in India or in the South Asian countries, across the Western countries also, it's highly regulated. And uh, so there is always three things coming into place. One being the finance, one being the technology. And then when, when it comes to uh, a crypto and everything, there is a small bit of uh, legal aspect also coming in. So uh, considering these three factors of uh, of importance and uh, considering those are my strengths here. So that's the reason why I thought blockchain is the best industry for me. And uh, we started it
0: off. Yeah. Okay, great. And uh, today I want to talk about uh, Web 3.0. Tell us a little bit about Web 3.0 and then we'll get into that interesting
1: case about sandbox yes yes so web 3.0 we all, you might all be hearing it from here and there a little bit and, and and i think because across the across the uh discussions whenever we talk over phones whenever we talk over internet everywhere everywhere it's web 3.2 all together in the newspapers magazine everywhere but what exactly is web 3.0 is uh, is that key whenever we started uh, Uh, the internet you can say so when it was like websites or like google.com today we all write it so easily or we simply browse through all these things or we simply send an email and everything and uh, that's when you can say that is like the older web and web 1.0 or the uh, actual versions advanced version big web 2.0 and everything but now what we're talking is about web 3.0 so what has happened is that things have become immersely uh, uh, like you can say, it's it's become a more of an immersive kind of experience. Like today, earlier, what used to happen, like two decades back, we all used to just send an email. I mean, we used to send a letter first, I mean, the physical manner that used that got changed into an email format, and people were like all wowed about it that how an email actually goes through a computer, how a letter can be actually reached out to them. But then, uh, then that wowness came down, and then something new came up in 2010s, 2008, you can say. There, wherein you you had actually Orkut and Facebook coming in, and at the initial time of the any the initial speed in and the initial time, nobody thought that key. what is this Orkut and Facebook? It's just a gaming website or something. But today you will see that everybody uh, is sitting on the social media websites like you, me, everybody. Like eighty or ninety percent of the people are on Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all these social media platform, and they are directly sending the informations instantly. So they don't they not only need to Access the web also. Like earlier, there used to be letters where it needs to be handwritten, posted via the post, postal services. Then it came the email services wherein people can simply open a browser, log into their network provider, or you can say email provider, and just type in the email and it will go through. Then came one more extra version that is the WhatsApp, the Instagrams of the world or the Facebook of the world, wherein people can simply message it. I mean, they don't even have to open the laptop or the computer everything. Just open the uh, mobile and... Uh, from the app itself, we can send it. Now, that was the old seg- last decade kind of an invention. Now, what is the this decade kind of invention? Like you can say in 2020, 2030, what would happen? Does people want to still do the same thing? The answer is no. People want a little more progressive way, a, a more better way. So which is that way? So people now want to get into the information itself. Like in 2019, when COVID hit, you can say uh, when uh, the moment the pandemic hit, everything went for a lockdown. And that's when you can see a lot of um, uh, platforms like Zoom or you can say Microsoft Teams all started and people started getting into a very uh, virtual kind of meetings wherein a conference call, everything, a conference meeting got further advanced to a virtual meeting. And today you can see all the companies are working hybrid, which means that some bit of meetings can be done virtually and some bit of meetings can be done online. Okay. Now what's the next level? The next level is into where you can say web 3.0 is coming is that in the later part of this decade, what you'll see is people are not going to the offices or something. They are simply getting into a metaverse world, which means that probably today we are doing this meeting or a call over zoom or probably, uh, uh Microsoft teams, or you can say any other platform or a so Google meet or something, but why, why don't that we get into one specific place? Okay. Like a cafe or something, or you can say an actual studio or something where there is a digital uh it's a digital studio you can say not digital studio means not the camera techniques or something it's just the uh the table out there is digital you and me are in different avatars and we just go there and we actually speak there and you you and me can see each other and we can even like uh talk even touch the certain objects out there in the in the uh studio or you can say in the cafe like the table you can touch it or you can have a coffee which comes there coffee mug comes there and everything so the web 3.0 world is is that that kind of world wherein we go to a completely digital life, okay? A digital transformation where everything out there is completely uh, digital or you can say um, you can say that uh, things are like uh, in a digital format and you can actually feel it and come into come that. So that's the uh, world. And how things come there uh, with these three concepts, like in blockchain or in crypto world, you might have heard three things. One is cryptocurrency, second is NFTs, and third is metaverse so the place where you go okay that is the metaverse world so you can say the cafe so the a cafe coffee day uh, a digital version of it or a starbucks kind of thing that's the digital world of it that's the metaverse of it and uh, probably the tables out there the coffee out there uh, the coffee starbucks mug out there all those things are nfts and probably we might talk uh, we might have a discussion everything and at the end we have to check out from there right so in the normal world you would have probably given some bit of cash some bit of your swipe your card or something, but here you're giving cryptocurrencies out there. So this is the anticipated kind of a world in web 3.0.
0: Thank you, Brian. That's a fantastic explanation. And I'm old enough to remember uh, going from the letters to uh, the email and it was a warp moment all right it was fantastic right instant messaging and instantly you get this uh, response from the other party and i'm just uh, thinking about in the law aspect if you remember the postal rule is there in law law in the contracts right (laughs) since you're a lawyer i mean that could have changed quite a bit as well isn't it brian
1: Yes, definitely. So uh, if you see a lot of these changes are from the regulatory aspect also has changed, like a lot of letters needs to be gone. And I mean, it was more of a revenue kind of perspective. But now everything is getting stored on the blockchain ledger and everything. So if you see even governments which are approving a lot of cryptocurrencies, they are approving ledgers which are open. And uh, certain ledgers, I mean, certain blockchain ledgers which are private, which means you cannot see it. Those things are actually not uh, approved by the governments. Like a lot of places... Tokens such as uh, uh, Zcash or a Monero, all those tokens are banned or you can say restricted only and only because the any information transcripted among them is not open. Okay, it's closed. While anything on a Bitcoin or an Ethereum or a Polkadot, all those ledgers out there in those blockchains are completely open and people can see it. So yeah, uh, all the informations everything uh, is uh, transmitted very fairly. And uh, definitely it is their key. Uh, We can see a lot of regulatory things coming there. And yeah, open projects, open technologies being approved widely by the governments.
0: Okay, great. Now let us go to our case study today, which is the Sandbox. Tell us a little bit about this company.
1: Yes. So Sandbox is a, a beautiful company. Uh, so what they have started is so earlier I gave you an example of how a digital cafe would be like a Starbucks, digital cafe and everything. So similar things is happening there in, uh, in, 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 in Sandbox. So if you see what happened is that the first company into this segment, into the Metaverse segment was Decentraland Mana. But uh, what we have seen is that uh, uh, it, it's not important that who does it first. It, it is important that who does it the best. So, Earlier, it came, Decentraland came in and Mana came in, but it is a second time, second company which came in, that is Sandbox, which has actually cracked the Metaverse world. Now, what is this whole uh, Sandbox thing? So just that key, uh, earlier I just told you an example of a digital cafe or a Starbucks cafe. Now imagine a different earth itself. So you can understand there is a different place, different earth, or you can say earth 3.0, and that's the place where uh, everything is digital. So you can buy certain bit of plots of land, you can buy a certain bit of, uh, you can buy certain land, or you can in that land actually you can start developing a lot of things. So it's simply like doing a lot, a lot of tycoon games what you used to play in in childhood. So there used to be many tycoon games wherein you play uh, strategic kind of games wherein you create certain places and in that digital places you create something like you create a civilization out of it, like certain tycoon games like Zoo Tycoon or an Age of Empires and all those things. But uh, what here is what Sandbox is doing is they are creating a separate place they dividing it into multiple small categories digitally and giving it to people. So you can actually buy that place, sell that place, rent that place. And what will you do with this place? Now, these places can be developed by according, according to your interest. So you can, if you just want a house, you create a house. If you want to simply create a restaurant out there so that people can come there and actually talk and everything you can, or you can have a digital immersive experience, then yeah, you can do that probably you want to create an amusement park or you want to do something like a travel place, like seven wonders in one place. You can just create that up in, in sandbox and people can come inside that place and actually enjoy the whole kind of place itself. So that's what the uh, sandbox is actually doing. And uh, if you see uh, met- today, there is a big hype of NFTs, like a board, a picture is going into billions and all those things. But if you see the metaverse world is not selling that much, as compared to NFTs, because people are not well aware of it okay but is the company in the right direction definitely yes why we can we can start we can strategically tell that why it is uh, in the right direction because facebook the biggest company social media company in the world itself has changed the company's name from facebook to meta so that's the short form for metaverse so they want to aggressively get into it but that is a centralized way which means they'll try to control everything in this uh, in this meta world but Sandbox, everything would be decentralized. You can, and you can do whatever uh, you wish to do. Plus, all the rules set in the Sandbox system would be set by the community members itself, or you can say people inside the community. Okay, so that, uh, that development is just coming and it's just the advanced uh, version of it, Sandbox, when they'll so, be doing Sandbox down.
0: So, Brian, how can I be part and the viewers be part of this community? Can we be part of this community? Because I know that maybe uh, gaming has been there for a long time, but uh, it was a very centralized thing, isn't it? Because the traditional gaming is we play, you and I will play, spend hours, but actually, uh, the revenue goes to that centralized party. But in this case, it's a bit different, isn't it, Brian? How can we, you and I, be part of this community first? How can we earn money through Sandbox?
1: Yeah, so that that's the thing. I mean, this is totally decentralized. So Sandbox has a token named as Sand. Uh, so what we can do is the whole. So you can say in this earth or in this country, the token which is circulating is not US dollars, it's not Indian rupee, or if in UAE, then it's not dirhams. Uh, it is the sand token. So anything, whichever you want to do as a transaction, everything, the transaction is done via sand, sand token. So here, what you can do is, uh, one is that you can give a digital experience to people an immersive experience to people. Second is that you can create a cert- certain amount of avatars or you can say certain objects or digital objects, which you can actually sell or you can actually uh, give it to people or rent it out to people and all those things. So these things can be, uh, I mean, whichever, whatever transactions you do, you'll get the, uh, tokens out there so that's the uh, best objective of this a uh, best uh, opportunity out of this and uh, what you can also do is that how you can participate in this is that first it's a it's a gamify kind of a game so you can definitely go into this game try playing in this into getting into the digital world second is that you can also do is you can buy these sand tokens across different uh, crypto exchanges which is available sand is one of the most popular token it is there it is the uh, it is there in the top 2 tokens of metaverse and uh, i believe it is there in the top 15 tokens also across the glo- across the crypto exchanges categories so uh, so you can actually go to multiple exchanges buy these tokens that's the first way second way is you can directly get 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 into the website official website and actually start getting into this digital sandbox world the virtual world and uh, try making uh, things from there thank you
0: and uh... Let us talk about the rise of the sand token. I mean, it started in 2020. Am I correct? And at what price was it, Brian?
1: Yeah. So what I believe, uh, what I've seen, the price could be like around four cents or something, four or five cents in the start, and uh, it went all the way up to eight dollars. Uh, today it is around two dollars because of the usual uh, y- fall in the across the economies because of wars and all those things. So you can see in the, in the stock market is down uh, like 20%. Uh, in the US, stock market is down 20 percentage itself. So yeah, it's by far uh, understood that the crypto markets uh, would fall much more than that in an, an economic, uh, in an economic conditions like this. So yeah, so from $0.04 cents to $8, which is like, I can't even calculate the percentage. I think that's more than like 10,000x uh, or something. So uh, yeah, but the price is... Quite stable at around $2 as now, as of now, which is one of the lowest across the three years. But what I see is that this is a huge opportunity uh, because whenever there is blood in the market, that's the best time to buy uh, the stocks, or you can say the tokens in the crypto market. So this is the best time to invest into. And yeah, if NFT market is booming crazily uh metaverse has to boom uh in the coming uh in the coming times so yeah in the next part the second part of this decade you'll definitely see metaverse tokens going as crazy as possible i mean i won't be surprised to see uh token a sandbox token rising up more than like a hundred dollar kind of thing uh i mean considering a 10-year horizon but this is not an yeah. advice by any chance uh so yeah this is just yes, that's- <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that is very important to state that this is educational purpose only. It's not investment advice from both of us. It is what we see um, out there and we are looking at, you know, the possibilities, right? It's a new economy. What's the new economy going to bring us that digital economy or the blockchain economy? What's that going to bring us? It's always good to see what's happening, what's going on. And uh, let's look at, What does it mean? I've heard this term, Brian. It's called uh, the utility token. Can you explain a little bit about this utility token? And is SAND a utility token?
1: Yeah, so SAND, uh is a utility token you can say it's a kind of becoming like a utility token so now a lot, lot of companies are a utility token comes a utility token becomes when there are multiple use cases to it and it's not gen it's not a general token kind of thing so if you see a lot of these dodge coins or you can say uh, uh, shiba inu coins and all a lot of people would go crazy and buy these tokens but these tokens does not have cert, any utility towards it or have very any, any good u, new use cases towards it but yeah sand definitely has a very good use case plus the best part is that a lot of new utilities are also coming in. Like, for example, uh, Adidas has recently bought a certain bit of land uh, in Sandbox and they're trying to bring in a utility out from their side. Okay. Uh, even Samsung Mobiles. So one of the biggest mobile provider in the world. They also have bought some certain bit of land in, in uh, Sandbox and trying to develop it up and uh, do certain things out there. If you see even like uh, uh, from these are like the conglomerates of the company. If you see even the event companies like uh, a pop um, famous pop singer like uh, Snoop Dogg. So he has also created a uh, bought land in a, a Sandbox and have created a Snoop verse. So wherein he'll try to sell a lot of his NFTs out there and plus a lot of events out there. All those things I've been doing. So if you see a, from a utility part, definitely it's a buy, sell, sell and immersive experience to people. That's a basic utility. But the best part is that other companies are coming in and they're trying to bring in the utility in a much more bigger way. Now, a potential utility or a use case from a sub-utility use case, you can say from Adidas could be that they they might be selling the sneakers. Or you can say uh, on a simple language and lucid language, you can say they might be selling the uh, shoes out there uh, in in the um, uh, sandbox meta world. And uh, probably they can create a track out there and people can come and jog. And if they come and jog there, they can buy those shoes as an NFT. And if and they might create a new token of themselves, it's like an Adidask, like a Adi D token or a Das token or Adidas token, whatever. And if you run around certain places, uh, definitely you can get more of those tokens itself. So this is the sub utility use cases. So, I mean, on a normal token, there are no use cases itself, like a Shiba Inu a Dogecoin. But here you see that there's a clear use case and companies are coming there. And they are further expanding it by bringing us sub-utility use, use cases that's the best part of any token which is like dynamic and growing and progressive
0: this uh you know what you mentioned about adidas you know we can the imagination runs right isn't it we could uh, link it to health and wellness and say all right you you jog or you know you run or you walk you have to validate it through somehow but you know you do a couple of kilometers and you earn crypto for that yeah Yeah. so you can earn sand for that and that links to uh, that that kind of health and well-being and also it becomes a utility where people participate isn't it so you're linking the Adidas, the shoes, along with that kind of activity and promoting the company as well as the community well being. Am I right?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. This is a sub utility use case. It's, it might be in just the concept stage, but yeah, this is probably what they can do it. Uh, I mean, from a sub utility use case point of view. But the overall use case of Sandbox definitely remains that they sell the land, they develop the land, they plot it, or probably they sell it or they rent it out and sell Im- uh, immersive experiences to people. That's
0: what the main utility of Sandbox would be. Okay. And now let's look at it. looks so amazing, interesting. A lot of promising potential is there. Let's look at the other side of it, right? Both you and I, you're a lawyer, I'm a finance person. So we we know the risk aspects of things, of business, etc. So let's talk about the risks. And these are not just limited to these risks. There can be plenty of other risks coming in the future which we are not aware of so let's start with you brian and talk about some of the risks that uh, people may face
1: yes yes, there are like a lot of risk into it i mean first biggest risk is that you are hedging against technology or you can head you can say that you are hedging it's not against technology but you're hedging against traditional technology you can say like uh, like you can say that if, if if i tell you that okay there is a different kind of world you can enter that Space and you can have a coffee out there, you can have discussions. It is very difficult to digest, uh, especially uh, for certain people like us. That I mean, in this decade, stating that how can you even do that? I mean, why are people even doing it? So, you can just say that okay, this might be just a video game again, a video game kind of thing, or you can say just a computer game kind of thing where people are just trying to make imaginations out of it. But yeah, definitely, that is a huge technological risk. Uh, but it 's similar to similar to what even computer risk what we had, like when we started with books, when we started doing accounting processes and everything, everybody started with writing notes on the books and then then trying to match the ledgers and all those things. But then the computer came in so at that when computer had started, and people were like, "How can computers do certain things? I mean people can never do things and everything, plus even if you 're buying a normal ticket okay from a very layman, you can say if you 're buying a normal uh, ticket via via uh, via uh, in-person from a ticket counter. And then suddenly there's an online uh, ticket, which coming in, which is coming in. People were like, how can you even do it? That cannot be done. There are so much coordination issues and all those things. But still today, if you see the whole of the online ticketing has taken over the physical tickets directly. So it's the same kind of thing. What is going to happen uh, over the years? So, but there is definitely a technological uh, or risk to the traditional things because it is not something which, which you have known. Like today, if you say, that you can fly from US to India, it is like nobody would have thought of. Like, how can you go above when there's only sea there? You can just sail through from many days. But yeah, today we are flying everywhere. People are going to Mars, so all those things are happening. So, from a traditional perspective, from a traditional thinking perspective, there is a risk. Probably this might not be the technology. There might be a completely new technology. It might come up. So that is that risk is there as one. Second risk is that since everything is digital. Uh, a lot of digital thefts can come up like a lot of cyber laws are currently extremely weak uh, in countries especially in south, south Asian countries or cont- emerging countries like in india or you can say uh, uh brazil uh, argentina all those places probably in the west it might be uh advanced but then too it is not as advanced as to protect the digital things because if you lose certain tokens you cannot recover it if you just give out your information like a In in blockchain, there is, uh, or in the wallet, you can say in the Metamask wallet or a phantom wallet or any other wallets, there is something as a phrase word. If somebody is just duped uh, in uh, getting those phrases, they might directly give it up. And uh, it's very easy because people are like, anyway, it could be a new thing, right? So there is a, there's a psychological thing that it is a new product. It's a new technology. Anyway, I did not know it probably this might be the way it might work. And people might just give that, give the way to scamsters. So there's a huge potential risk of scamsters out there and since it's a digital thing and everything and everything is just certain words, certain passwords and everything. So that, that that's the second risk what's there. The third risk comes about the uh, various ways from other tokens also. Like today, earlier Mana came, recent came and they created a good crypto digital world, but then Sandbox came and disrupted it. Probably there might be a third player which might come. You can say an Apple enters it or you can say a Google enters it or you can even say this the meta Facebook entering it. So anything can happen. So these are the potential three, four uh, common risks, which I see. Yeah, there are definitely much more risks to it, but these are the three, four common, uh, common. you can say, or uh, the highest risk uh, is there in this token.
0: Fantastic, Brian, for that insight. I'm sure you're going to become one of our regular contributors to this podcast, which focuses on future economy. Thank you. And with that, we conclude our session today. We can talk for hours, Brian, but I'm sure uh, we're going to have a continuous conversation about different topics and different projects that you're exposed to as well. And uh, we can explore how this uh, new economy is going to emerge. And it's an interesting place. Thank you so much. Have a great day. uh,
1: Yeah, it was really good talking about the economics and everything, uh, future things. Uh, Yeah. Let's take things ahead and discuss more about mul- multiple topics. Yeah.
0: Have a great day, thank you.
1: Same, have a great day. Bye.
0: I hope you found this session useful. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access, and I'm your host, Andrew Dialves. Thank you.